The Gonzaga Bulldogs now have two players secured in the class of 2023 with Australian forward Alex Tui joining Dusty Stromer. So now we answer the question, what's next? You are Locked On Zags, your daily podcast on the Gonzaga Bulldogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is going on, y'all? Welcome to the Locked On Zags podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host and longtime Gonzaga podcaster, Andy Patton, here to bring you news and updates through another season of Gonzaga Hoops. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. All right, I'm here today with Jason Jordan of Sports Illustrated. We're going to break down Gonzaga's newest commit in the class of 2023. That is Alex Tui, a combo forward out of the NBA Global Academy in Australia. Jason, I know we touched on him a while back, but I'd love to know what you can kind of tell me about this kid's game. Uh, just a 6'8 playmaker. I call him like a point forward, right? Mm-hmm. A 6'8 shot maker. Um but, you know, I mean, just playmaker extraordinaire. I mean, I, I remember two years ago, I think it was two years ago. I don't mm-hmm. think it was this past April. I think it was April before when uh, my NBA guys and uh, NBA scouts were like, yo, this kid uh, mm-hmm. played three levels up in the U-20s and let him in, uh, assist, I think, like 6.2 a game. And, and they were like, yo, I'm telling you, he, he's a bad man, right? So mm-hmm. then, you know, then everybody learned about him in July at the, uh, the Global Games in Atlanta. I think it was in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And so um, where he led him in scoring, I think he was like second in steals or something like that. But um, just great range on his jump shot. Obviously, you know, overseas guy. I hate to say obviously, but it kind of yeah. is true. High IQ, mm-hmm. um, you know, knows how to play the game. And, you know, they've been they've been in the game in the system, system guy. But mm-hmm. guy who can just step out there and, you know, call his own number, you know, mm-hmm. too. So he got some stuff with him, you know, Um and so a guy who's definitely going to stretch the defense, knocking down shots, can can um, create and get past pretty much – I've never seen him have a problem getting past defenders. Mm-hmm. And so at 6'8", strong, deceptively strong, um, you know, but just knows the game, has great pace, controls the tempo. Um, you know, I think he's going to thrive in the, thrive in the playmaker role, and he's a guy you would want the ball in the hands mm-hmm. of because he makes the right basketball play um, a lot. Most mm-hmm. of the time, if not all the time. Yeah. But um, you know, I don't like to I don't like to to be for him to be boxed in because you talk about mm-hmm. uh, you know, overseas guy, you're like, oh he's smart. Oh, mm-hmm. he, oh he makes the right play. Okay. Yeah. Oh, he's a bad man too. Now he can call his own number. <laughs> yeah. And, and when he calls his own number, he tends to answer the call. Mm-hmm. Let's put it like that. And I don't say that about a lot of um overseas guys, but mm-hmm. yeah, he, he's a bad man. He's a bad man. When you look at, at Gonzaga, particularly lately, they've kind of been able to find a lot of these like six, eight kind of yeah. maybe not quite point, point forwardy guys, but guys yeah. who who can definitely play the four and the three. Uh, Corey Kispert is probably the most notable recent example, although now Julian Strother is kind of in a similar role where Mark Few has been using him as kind of a small ball four while also occasionally letting him play the three and play more of a guard position. And, and clearly it worked out extraordinarily well with Kispert, who you know was a four-year guy who ended up being a, a, the 15th pick in the draft. Julian Strother right. looks like a guy who who could very easily play his way into the first round conversation this year as well. 
knowing that Gonzaga has this pretty high octane offense and they do a lot of floor spacing and, and a lot of ball screens and those kind of actions, like it seems based on your description of Dewey and his game, like that he's going to be a really nice fit. Does that kind of seem, seem like something that he's going to fit into well with Mark Few's offense? Yeah. I had this conversation with an NBA scout, I think mm-hmm. last week about him specifically. And they said, yep. and we agreed that the more, the, the, as the spacing increases, mm-hmm. <laughs> he's going to, he's going to level up and become a bigger and bigger star. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, you know, he, the, the scout told me that, you know, his game is more uh, conducive to an, a pro style right. offense. And I completely agree with that. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, the more than, and then, you know, in high school is cluttered and yeah. how you get a little bit more space. And in the NBA, it's just mm-hmm. the world is your oyster. And so um, I definitely think, you know, in, in your system and to mm-hmm. your point, um, Mark, you, um, Notorious for using interchangeable parts at different positions, and right? Things like that. Obviously, that's a great formula. He's won a few games, yeah. So, um, <laughs> yeah, he'll definitely fit the bill, and he's a guy I, I expect to make an impact in year one and week one. Yeah. How how do you think the pairing works with with Tui and Dusty Stromer? Obviously, Gonzaga's other commit in the class of twenty twenty three, another kind of guard who who seems yeah. like he's he's destined to thrive in a more high octane offense. I know we've had previous conversations about Dusty and his game. Yeah. Uh, I'm kind of curious, like you know, we obviously have no idea what the rest of Gonzaga's roster is going to look like. We're in a, a time in yeah. college basketball where you never really know what the next yeah. year roster yeah. is going to yeah. look like, but. If we assume those two guys are playing a big role, how do you think they're going to play off of each other uh, for Mark Few? I think they play well. They they play very well. Um, De- Alex is definitely more of a playmaker. Mm-hmm. Um, not a knock against Dusty, but yeah, uh, Alex thrives there. And Dusty's more, you know, I mean, he's really going to earn a lot of time as a knockdown shooter. Like, you right. know, he's yeah. definitely going to stretch the defense. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, at 6'6", six, six at his size, you know, that's definitely, I mean, but he's a playmaker too, but not to the level that Alex is. Right. Um, and to be fair, um, we do, and I've said this on the last show, I think, I definitely think we need to, you know, it's like, oh, but we need to see him play against our guys, you know, yeah. we need to see him play against, and, you know, I think there, you know, hopefully there will be chances for that, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, you can tell, you know, basketball, basketball people can tell what's transferable. Mm-hmm. And um, IQ is transferable. Uh, it, range is transferable. A right. shooting period is transferable. So I say that to say Dusty's done it against our guys. Yes, we got to give him give mm-hmm. him that. But you can see the skill set. Um, it's more advanced with Alex. It's just mm-hmm. a fact. All right, Jason, I want to get your analysis on a few other players that Gonzaga has targeted on the recruiting trail. But first, today's episode of Locked on Zags is brought to you by Simply Safe. Did you know that over the holidays, property crime like burglaries and package thefts spike nationally? That's why our friends at Simply Safe Home Security are offering 50% off their award-winning security system so that more families can feel safe and secure this holiday season. Order your Simply Safe system for half off today and enjoy advanced security and greater peace of mind this holiday season. Simply Safe was named the best home security system of 2022 by US News and World Report a third year in a row. In an emergency, 24-7 professional monitoring agents use FastProtect technology exclusively from Simply Safe to capture critical evidence and verify the threat is real so you can get priority police response. With the top-rated Simply Safe app, stay in complete control of your system anytime, anywhere. Arm or disarm, unlock for a guest, access your cameras, or adjust system settings. Don't miss your chance to save big on the only security system that I recommend. Get 50% off any new Simply Safe system at simplysafe.com slash locked on college. This is their biggest discount of the year, so don't wait. That's simplysafe.com slash locked on college. 
There's no safe like Simply Safe. All right, segment two, still Andy Patton, still Locked on Zags. I want to thank all of you for making Locked on Zags your first listen of the day. Jason, I want to stick with the class of 2023 uh, for right now. We talked about Tui. We talked about Stromer, obviously, a pair of very talented players joining Mark Few's program. But there was a lot of other players that the, that the Zags targeted in 2023, many of whom we just recently learned are going elsewhere. Wesley Yates obviously went to Washington. Jacob McFarland went to Houston. Caden Cooper was kind of the last one that I know some Zags fans were holding out hope for. But of course, he stayed home uh, and is going to Oklahoma. Do you think we're just in such a unique era of recruiting that for the Zags to have one player last year, two players this year, they may not be done. But if they are done, like, is this the kind of situation where should there be cause for concern or alarm about Gonzaga's lack of total recruits? Or is the fact that they're using the transfer portal as often and as successfully, frankly, as they are, uh, does that kind of mitigate those concerns about bringing in, in recruits? It I don't it not not only should see we have to reframe our 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 mindset as yeah. you know even analysts and media mm-hmm. guys and certainly fans because um, mm-hmm. I know <laughs> you're talking about yeah but um, no because mm-hmm. coaches I promise you coaches mm-hmm. are not tripping on yeah. on four star mm-hmm. respectfully four star yeah. and even five star to some degree. Mm-hmm. Uh, high school kids because at the end of the day they are holding out one or two spots mm-hmm. for transfer portal guys because this is the world that we live in now. you yep. have to revamp your mind you got to be like okay we got our two then I wonder who we're going to get in the portal man that's so exciting like right. this is how we have to think now we got to be like yo like you're going to have like <laughs> portal parties in March it's mm-hmm. like you know, late March you're going to be like scouring the, the net for yeah. Twitter for who's Oh, just enter the transfer portal. And it's like, mm-hmm. oh, have we reached out? That's a whole new lane. Like yep. last year, we was the first real glimpse we got of it. Mm-hmm. And then they add, I want y'all to remember, <laughs> they added 15 days for yep. them to make their minds up this year. That means it's going to be at least another 800 yeah. guys in the transfer portal. So, mm-hmm. you know, uh, no, absolutely no cause for concern. Actually be excited because you're definitely going to be able to command Mm-hmm. a high level prospect out of that portal. Yeah. Because, you know, now we have rankings for the portal. Now we got the top 25 portal guys. I, yeah. Absolutely. Big business. Absolutely. That's what I was going to say is like you, <laughs> the Zags last year, they were able to add a player like Efton Reed, who was like a year previously was a top 25 yeah. player in the class. So like he looks, yeah. it's, it's the, it's the equivalent of adding a top 25 player who now yeah. has a year of development. Uh, so for me, it's one of those things where I would rather, the coaching staff, especially considering their seemingly nearly impeccable record of bringing in players who seem to fit at Gonzaga and fit the the offensive schemes and fit just the culture and everything like that. Like they're, I don't. He's not quite batting a thousand, but it's pretty dang close. And Sweet so story. for them to, yeah, Sorry, not to cut you, but just because it's a long line of what we're talking about, I'm literally. This yeah. got a text from a high level coach. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, we're not even gonna say what date this was. He's gonna be mad if I say this, but. Talking about a transfer kid, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So this is the world we live in. This yeah, is absolutely. The exclamation point on the point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's one of those things where I think people are just so programmed to think about number of recruits and where they're rated and, and, uh, and that being yeah. a cause for concern. And I think for yeah. Gonzaga fans, 
they have recruited less high school kids since Tommy Lloyd left. And I think that there's maybe some concern of like, is this going to be right. how it goes going forward? But it's right. clear to me that when the Zags can land kids like Efton Reed, can land kids like Malachi Smith, yeah. uh, can land a kid like Andrew Nembhard a few years ago. My God, what an incredibly talented player that he has been and is yeah. still in the NBA now. Like if you can get kids like that, I would I would rather have that over just about every high school kid, you know, outside of like DJ Wagner or players like that. Like you're going to want uh, to get those experienced guys. And it's, it's good to see the Zags are doing that. It's good to see that, you know, like you said, it's just a changing landscape. Yep, absolutely. My patience is a virtue. <laughs> All right, Jason, I want to talk about a few more kids in the class of 2024. We're still going to talk about high school kids, even if we know that Gonzaga is going to be using that transfer portal a lot. Uh, there are a handful of kids that the Zags have been connected to in 2024. Uh, the first one that I want to talk about is a kid who was very recently on campus. Uh, I think he took an official visit the 5th and 6th of November, so right before their first game of the season. That's Liberty High School point guard to Don Thomas who is, uh, was at the same high school as Julian Strother. Uh, can you tell me a little bit about his game and if, if there is any update on where he might be considering going at this point? Yeah, you know, 6-1, uh, 6-2, strong with the ball, um, definitely thrives as a playmaker, but, I mean, calls his own number a lot, and mm -hmm. when he calls, he tends to answer the call. Um, athletic, strong, strong with the ball, and what I mean by that is, because a lot of people don't elaborate mm -hmm. on that, <laughs> he's – um, has like this innate ability to get past, like he gets past everybody at mm -hmm. the first level. But then when he's on, when he gets uh, opposing players on his hip, he knows how to, you know, create yeah. contact and finish through the contact. Right. So mm -hmm. obviously his dad played at UNLV. Right. So, you know, he has that lineage in him. Mm -hmm. uh, so talking about his recruitment, obviously they're a player, yeah. uh, you know, in my back channel conversations, mm -hmm. I have, been told more times than not mm -hmm. that um, you all are up there. Yeah. I've heard that Houston is definitely yeah. looking strong for him. And I think a lot of people are waiting to see if he actually pulls the trigger on the reclassification. So mm -hmm. everybody, and I know he, he's a candidate for it. Yeah. So the, the people that I speak to believe that that will happen. And mm -hmm. when that happens, that, that will tell more about, where he's at, you know, in his recruitment. He's the guy that, you know, we're supposed to, we, we're, we're, we'll probably be talking soon. I'll, I'll put it like that. I'll probably, I'll put it like that. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. I look forward yeah. to that conversation. Yeah. Uh, two more guys I want to talk to you about real quick, Jason, uh, Carter Bryant and Zoom Diallo, a couple guys that uh, mm. seems like Mark View and Tommy Lloyd are hanging out with each other out on the recruiting trail quite a bit uh, because we know that those two guys yeah. are, are both uh, being recruited by Gonzaga and Arizona. Uh, start with Bryant, uh, another one yeah. of those kind of six, eight hybrid forwards. I'd love to hear yeah. kind of what you think about his game. So shout out to M grads. That's my guy out on the West coast. Um, yeah. He definitely was on Carter Bryant before anybody knew who he was. I mean, I, I remember him calling me and I was at a tournament. He was like, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. Right. And so <laughs> uh, shout out to grads for that, but six, eight wing does everything. Right. Yeah. And so now you see he, yeah. he was yeah. right. Um, <laughs> Scores in a variety of different ways, um, plays with an amazing motor, which I love. Um, definitely has that confidence that goes for him, but just guards all five positions. And honestly, he can probably play all, all mm -hmm. five positions because he's super versatile. And, um, you know, he's just kind of coming into his own on a national. He's always been that guy. Yeah. But, you know, he's starting to, you know, he's just in the last, what, six months, mm -hmm. I'd say four to six months, is starting to get, get his just due. 
So um, he's a guy that I'm sure is going to slow roll things, but definitely a guy who's um, high on you guys and mm -hmm. definitely on high on your radar. And then uh, Zoom Diallo, mm -hmm. six four. I mean, his name is Zoom. You know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, Zoom. Yeah, I mean, he really plays like it, right? Yeah, he's literally a fast pace up and down point guard at six four. Mm -hmm. So he is getting past everybody. I mean, everybody. Yeah at that first level nobody stays in front of him and with he's he's exceptional at using his size and his athleticism to maneuver around guys in the paint find open man um get a piece of the paint kick out uh, makes great basketball plays high high basketball IQ guy and a guy who would thrive certainly i i understand why he's considering you you guys mm -hmm. your high octane high octane offense so um, definitely a guy that is um, high on that radar as well. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I, I'm not surprised to see Gonzaga and Arizona competing with recruits, not just because they're two very prominent yeah. programs on the West Coast, which will generally link them together regardless, but they also yeah. run a somewhat similar offensive set yeah. with that kind of high-octane offense. So it seems like Diallo would be an incredible fit in what Gonzaga does, but frankly, pretty darn good fit over yeah. with what Tommy Lloyd and the Arizona Wildcats are doing too. Uh, I'm, I'm excited to see those two coaches continue to kind of battle it out for some of these guys going forward, but it sure seems like uh, you know, with those similar styles of offense that you're going to see them duking yeah. it out with a lot of similar type players in the future. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All right, Jason. Thank you. Like they're tied in some way. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> they, they, right? they potentially have met before. I don't know. I got to ask them when I talk. Must be it. Must be it. Jason, thank you so much for taking the time to come on the show today. Always appreciate having your insight as we look forward to the future zags coming through the pipeline. I always love hopping on, man. Look forward to the next time. All right. Huge thank you to Jason Jordan for joining me today. Now it's all about Lisa Fortier's women's basketball team who are off to a 2-0 start with a matchup against Mountain West foe Wyoming set for Tuesday. Before we talk about that, though, I want to tell you all about Bet Online. College basketball and the NBA are back in action, and college football and the NFL remain in the thick of their seasons. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all of your betting needs and sports information. From all the latest odds, contests, and player props, you name it. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your latest sports developments, including podcasts and reviews for all of the leagues this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. Heck, they even have lines on coaching changes across every major sport, so even in the offseason, you can get your fix. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, where... The game starts. All right, segment three. Now we're talking women's basketball. We're talking ladies zags. They are off to a 2-0 start on the season. It looks like another outstanding year for Coach Lisa Fortier and the women's team. Uh, they've gotten two victories over Long Beach State and Southern Utah. Yeah, it hasn't been super high-level competition for the ladies' eggs just yet. They do have Wyoming on Tuesday. We'll talk about them a little bit later on. And they also have, of course, their big, big matchup against Louisville in the Bahamas scheduled for November 19th. Louisville is the number six team in the country, and that is a huge test for this squad. I want to talk about 
their first two games, how they went. They played Long Beach State on their season opener, won that one 80 to 54, a blowout victory for the team. Vonnie Ejim was the star in that game. We knew that she would be. She was the sixth woman of the year in the WCC last year, uh, taking on a similar role to the role Melody Kempton had last year. There's a nice pipeline of players on the women's basketball team winning sixth woman of the year and then stepping into a really, really big role the following season. That's what Melody Kempton did in her final two years at Gonzaga. It looks very similar to what Vani Ejim is going to do this year. Ejim had 22 points, 10 boards, and two steals against Long Beach State. She shot 9 of 13 from the field, including a perfect 4 for 4 from the free throw line. She also had seven offensive rebounds, was an absolute workhorse on the offensive glass, helped Gonzaga score multiple second chance opportunities and really ended up burying the 49ers in that one. The Trunk Twins also had outstanding performance in the first game of the season. They each posted 13 points and six assists, a sports journalist nightmare to look at the box score and have to determine uh, the scores when they both had very, very similar lines. But of course, they're both extremely talented players, so not surprising to see them both post very productive lines in the first game of the season. Uh, Zag's defense has really been a big story for them early on in the year here against the 49ers. They held Long Beach State to 37.3% from the field. They only shot 5 of 17 from deep. Meanwhile, the Zags were 50% from the field and a whopping 10 of 23 from deep. They were lighting it up and preventing the opposing team from getting anything going. And things got even better in Game 2 against Southern Utah. They had five Zags scored, not only in double figures, but between 13 and 17 points. For all five of these players, a remarkably efficient, balanced scoring performance from the Lady Zags against the Southern Utah Thunderbirds. Uh, Eliza Hongsworth was the leader with 17 points and six rebounds. But again, they won this game 91-38. to They held Southern Utah to under 40 points. The defense was just absolutely incredible through Gonzaga's first two games. Southern Utah shot 16 of 56 from the field. That is good for 28.6%. Anytime you can hold a team to sub 30%, I think your defense is doing just fine. Again, not the most high quality opponents early on, but regardless, if you can hold a team to that inefficient, and especially when you do it to the first two teams you play, it's a testament to how hard this team is working on the defensive end of the floor, how hard coach Lisa Fortier has worked to build up this team defensively so that they can hang in really any game. If you have a great defense, you ask coach Randy Bennett over at St. Mary's, if you have an elite defense, you can hang in just about any game. You can hang with teams that are ranked much higher than you. The women's team hasn't haven't played those teams yet, but they got Louisville coming up. They got Stanford a couple weeks after that. The best way to hang in those teams, hang on against those teams, is to play consistent, relentless defense on that end of the floor. And so far, through the first two games of the season, that is what we have seen from the Lady Zags this year. Now they got Wyoming. They got the Wyoming Cowgirls uh, on Tuesday the 15th. It is their kind of first big test of the season, I guess. But Wyoming hasn't been great. In fact, they're 0-1 on the season. This will be their second game of the year. Their first game, they played North Dakota, and they lost in that one. They didn't shoot it particularly well. They were 34% from the field and only 5 of 21 from deep. Their best player is freshman Malene Peterson. She had 14 points, four boards in her debut. So she is going to be a player to watch in that game. But again, if Wyoming's a sub-34% shooting team against North Dakota, 
it could get pretty darn ugly for them against the Zags in the way that they have been defending the perimeter, preventing teams from getting good open looks throughout the season so far. Again, very early sample size for both the Lady Zags and the Cowgirls. Regardless, I think this is a great opportunity for the Lady Zags to move to 3-0 on the season, heading into their big matchup against number 6 Louisville on November 19th Excuse me, in the Bahamas. What an exciting opportunity for them to get a chance to play this team. A really, really talented program. The Louisville men's team is not in a good spot right now, but the Louisville women's team is in a great, great spot. Borderline top five team in the country. The Zags have an incredible opportunity to take them down, earn a huge program-defining victory, or at the very least, a, a win that will vault them clearly into the top 25 and potentially higher than that into the top 20, uh, going into a matchup on December 4th again. Stanford. For Louisville, they're 3-0 on the season. They got a big win over Cincinnati. They got a win over UEPUE or IUPUI. And then, of course, they have a win over Bellarmine as well. The star for Louisville, one of the most well-known women's basketball players in the currently in the league, is Haley Van Lith, the Wenatchee, Washington native. Uh, again, an absolute superstar. Has played with many WNBA superstars right now. And, and U19 teams, Olympic gold medalist, really, really talented player. Currently, she is averaging just under 22 points per game through Louisville's first three games of the season. Uh, five and a half rebounds, 2.7 assists. For the women's team to have any chance of defeating Louisville and advancing in the Bahamas tournament and, of course, uh, setting themselves up for a top 20 ranking the following week, they're going to need to find a way to stop Van Lith from scoring. And frankly, not a lot of teams have found a way to do that throughout her career up to this point. However, we've seen Gonzaga's women's team has a very, very outstanding defensive motivated group to really kind of play well on that end of the floor. Perhaps they can come out and at least force Van Lith to take tough shots, to be out of her rhythm a little bit, make her work really, really hard. She's very good and she might still beat you even if you do everything you can to stop her. That's just the kind of talent that she has. But you've got to make her work for it. If the women's team can do that, can put some pressure on her, maybe she has a bit of an off night, misses a few shots she normally makes. All of a sudden, this could be a really competitive game. The women's team is not ranked right now and likely will not be ranked heading into that game. But they're very close. They're right on the cusp of being a ranked team. And I think uh, clearly a win against Louisville or even a close loss against Louisville if they play them competitively throughout the game. It's going to set up an opportunity for this women's team to end up heading into December, potentially at least heading into uh, the, the WCC season as a ranked opponent. Certainly depends how they do in that Stanford game as well. Don't necessarily need to beat Stanford in order to move up in the rankings. Gonzaga has played Stanford very, very close just about every time these two teams play each other. And if they can play them really, really close again, Stanford currently the number two ranked team in the country. Uh, they could go 0-2 against Louisville and Stanford and still bump up in the rankings, assuming they win the rest of their games and play both of these games competitively. But as I would imagine Coach Fortier and the rest of the staff and players would like to do, let's just win them. Win one, win both, whatever they can do. I think this team is more than capable of securing victories, even against teams of that caliber at that level right now. And that could vault them, vault them into a position where they're going into the WCC season as a potentially top 20, maybe even top 15 team uh, on the women's basketball AP poll, uh, because this is, this is a squad that has the ability to do that. So we'll be watching the women's basketball team closely as the rest of the season goes on. Uh, they got themselves a couple really exciting games coming up. So uh, if you can, flip on those TVs, check out the Lady Zags because they got themselves some really good games on the docket. 
All right, that is going to do it for me today. Don't forget to check out the new podcast, Locked on College Basketball, where myself and Isaac Shade of Locked on Tar Heels break down the biggest stories in college hoops five days a week, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Also want to thank all of you for making Locked on Zags your first listen of the day. For your next listen, check out the Locked on Sports Today podcast, the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. All right, thank you all for listening, and go Zags.